to the first ever episode of Love and Citizenship. My name is Pran, I'm going to be your host, and I'm a writer and I run this little creative hub that I have on many occasions, and if you've listened to the promo, described as a very garage band version of a creative hub. And if you're listening to this on day one, then thank you, I appreciate you, but also we're celebrating our first birthday. And this podcast, in many ways, captures that very growing, youthful, Jesus, can't believe I used the word, but youthful spirit of what this initiative was always meant to be. And if you've listened to the promo, then you already have a glimpse of the conversations that are yet to feature. And I know I'm biased, but I genuinely am beyond excited to share them with you because they're honest to God, some of the most interesting conversations that I've had the privilege of having in this goddamn epoch of a pandemic. So a natural question then is what this podcast is about and more importantly, why should you listen to me mumbling going forward? Well, to answer that last one, you won't be hearing me do all the mumbling. We have some incredible guests and it's their stories. It's their episodes. And I'm super, 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 and I realize that so many supers, but I'm genuinely quite excited and buzzing to share those with you because they're fucking amazing. But also a natural question then at this point is what is this podcast about? And to answer that question, I'd like to take you through a bit of a story about how the writer project came about, what finding love and citizenship, the story that inspired this podcast was, but also what you can expect going forward. And that is essentially what this first episode is going to be about. So let's begin. If you're regular at the website or have had a quick look through at any point, you may have seen that there already exists a short titled Finding Love and Citizenship. And within my own creative circles, there is this running joke about how I peaked as a creative with that title, and I haven't matched that since. And in fairness, it does sound like me recycling the title, but that's because I have such love for that story. It holds a very special place for me as a creative because it was the first work I ever published. And the aim with it all, that story, was to tell this fictional tale that captured and was inspired by my own lived experience. It, was, it wasn't meant to be a short. I had plot maps all the way through part 12, which still exists on my Google Drive. But after writing part four in December, I decided to take a break from it. I felt burnt out. I didn't know why I was writing the story anymore. And there was also this major burnout that I was experiencing from the emotional kind of fallout of moving away from friends, my life that I'd built in Dublin and navigating this new and adult relationship with my own family, which I hadn't lived with for the last so many years since I was 13. So I, I felt like I needed that break and I, I needed to maybe take a breather from what this story was going to be about and just, just have some creative break. And if you're a creative listening to this, then you know the importance of it. But if at any point as a creative, you're wondering whether that break is helpful, let me tell you, super fucking helpful. So that break gave me room to breathe as a creative and it also allowed me in many ways to recalibrate my own expectations of what the story was going to be. I had a deeper 
look at the themes that I was hoping to explore with the story. But it was also around that time, in the middle of all this creative soul searching, that I got these different ideas of maybe, you know, doing voiceover recordings for my own writings. Or, and this was an idea that was the very reason that I bought a microphone, possibly doing a complimentary piece to Finding Love and Citizenship that would allow me the opportunity to maybe deep dive into the very real inspirations, arcs, experiences, motivations that helped shape the narrative and influence the narrative. And so I found that idea very exciting and on a whim bought a microphone and with my fancy mic ready, a rough script for that first episode, a good 30-35 minutes long, I sat down in front of my microphone, pressed record, and nothing. Like I pulled a blank, there was nothing. I just couldn't do it. And I remember sitting in front of this setup with the script in front of me, this software recording everything, and it just didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel good. And I, I found no reason for why this was going to be good. All this excitement that I had building up to this, just gone the moment I pressed record. And I think that was the worst for my creative slump. That's the worst I have felt as a creative. And so a couple of weeks later, in the midst of this creative slump, one of my friends, and I remember talking to them on one of our many Zoom calls, and we, we started talking about possible things we could do for the one-year celebration of the Writer Project, which is June 23rd. And in passing, and I genuinely meant it as a joke then, because the idea seemed so far-fetched at the time, I mentioned doing a podcast. And I joked about it and the call wrapped up. And while a few other hints and suggestions remained from that time and that call, that throwaway mention over the next couple of weeks just stayed with me. And over time, as an idea, as a very plausible idea, just kept multiplying in my head. And I tried, and I tried just talk myself out of it. There was a good measure of this preparation anxiety of how, how would all of this work out? But I just, despite all of that, I couldn't shake the idea. Like I genuinely gave myself all of these bullshit reasons for why it couldn't work how I didn't have the time or how my coach brand wasn't big or recognizable. And in, in honesty, and if I'm being honest with both you as a listener and myself, of course, there was the fear of the unknown. It's natural. But more importantly, I was afraid of failure. I genuinely was. And I was coming up with all these reasons, these mountains, because I didn't want to admit that I was just terrified of failing. But every time, every time I'd come up with all that bullshit, I would also get really excited. Like I'd I'd, I'd catch myself. And then once I'd catch myself being, you know, afraid, I'd look beyond and there were all these reasons and ideas and opportunities with this podcast that got me so, so excited. And part of me even then knew I could do it. And amidst all this self-doubting and fear, I remembered writing a newsletter in January and I, I see it as my way of essentially forcing myself to think about why and how the writer project started in the first place. And I think that's an important point to visit because much like most of us, I started my 2020 with so much excitement for the year, all these plans and agendas and resolutions. And buzzing with that much now joked about New Year, New Me spirit, I submitted all these applications for my postgraduate degrees these different career opportunities that I wanted to take and just waited. Each passing week was exciting with the prospect of what tomorrow could be, but also this, this feeling of nervous anticipation and this fear of what's going to happen if none of this comes through. 
And on a cold, very cold January morning, I got the first of my rejection letters. And I was fine. It wasn't a university that I particularly was hoping to get into. So I just dismissed it and went about with life and business. And that was fine. And then the weeks followed and rejection letter, rejection letter, just one rejection letter after the other. It did start to get to me. And it was around this time as well that the reality of what COVID was and what it could bring was starting to get very real. But it was still dwarfed by this one rejection letter that I shit you not, I got the day before Dublin went into lockdown. And it was from a university that I was really hoping to get into. It's a university that my grandfather went to. And I remember boarding the tram to Lewis for work that morning, reading that email. And it just hitting me like, fuck, this is it. And I felt so numb. And I remember going to work and I'm just in that moment, I was like, well, you know, no big deal. But as the day of the work progressed, it was a big deal. And I got the day off work. And that was the last day at work in person because everything went online, literally the next day. And as the, as the world entered lockdown at that time, I too was left with the last of my rejection letters, the fifth in a row, mind you. And all these ideas that I had of what my life was going to be, 2020 just took a massive dump on. I was gutted. Because first it was the rejection letters. And now the very reality of being isolated in my home for some uncertain length of time, I was forced to pick up these pieces for my 2020 plans and resolutions, which I know a lot of us can relate to. And I wasn't doing well, not even remotely. And I remember being in lockdown in Dublin, fortnight into it. I got this email from my domain holder, supervisor, provider, that's the word. I got an email from my domain provider reminding me that I had this unused domain just lying in my account. This was a domain that I had purchased in late November of 2019 with the intention of putting some of my writing out there. This was around the time when I was doing open mic nights at the Dublin Story Slam, which was such an interesting opportunity. And that gave me the confidence as a creative. It, it, it showed me that maybe I had stories to tell. And I remember buying this domain. and. In that moment, at the time of purchase, I chose to call this domain the write-up project. And I just stared at that email. And I stared at my phone till it went blank and proceeded to unlock this phone and just stared at some more. And all these feelings, all these stories behind the, my, my creative journey just came to me in that moment. And because I always wanted to be a writer. When most kids in my school wanted to be cricketers or doctors or soldiers or wanted to be businessmen after their fathers, all I wanted to do was tell stories. If you ask my mom today, she'd, she'd tell you I would be the kid on the floor of a room, my toys just spread all over the place, and I'd, I'd weave all these great narrative tales on rugs and tiles and walls, and my, we, we, we used to have Elsa, our Labrador, and her tale often serving as some you know, accessory to my big elaborate tales. And when most of my peers, and I, I, I'm equally into gaming, but when most of my peers would just talk about GTAs and Call of Duties, I'd still think of my own stories and conjure all these tales. I'd be lost in books. 
And I remember reading all these books and wondering and hoping that someday I could tell these stories. In my early days in boarding school, I've, I've distinct memories of just my back against the wall and just thinking of all these tales. There's this very cringy story that I wrote in school that nobody's going to ever read, but I, I was building worlds with nothing but words at the time. And yet with life, time, those cliches through my teen years and college years, through the pressures of a work-life balance, changing geographical limits and social dynamics, the creative in me took a backseat. Sure, I'd dabble in some poetry after an occasional heartbreak or write a short tale, working through processing emotions, but nothing beyond a rough draft. Thought exercise, if you will. And if we're going to go with the wordplay, maybe more of an afterthought than any serious venture. And through it all, I used to repeatedly tell myself that someday when I have more time, I'll create. And while the chaos of my life through it all played a significant part, I was also in secret and with the, the more quiet, comfortable parts of me, just felt very afraid, very anxious around putting any of my work out there of being vulnerable because I didn't know how to write without bringing my reality into my writing. And it was on that whim, after my confidence with open mic nights, after telling a very real story, and maybe through the work and all these journeys that I'd been on, I bought myself a domain, but with a full-time job, with other commitments, with volunteering, building a project, proved a lot harder than I had anticipated. So that domain just became an afterthought and lay collecting dust till a time that I felt I could create. That same thing of, you know, someday when I have time, I'll create. And that was the same, that entire narrative played in my head as I stared at my phone, just reading this email from my domain provider. And so I stopped staring at my phone and I went to bed with more conviction than I possibly ever felt around any of this. Because what more could I lose? Literally every idea, every hopeful, promising future that I'd laid for myself just vanished. Maybe, just maybe, this could be something interesting. So I went to bed, but knowing that, you know, tomorrow and not just like in the way of, oh, I'll start this tomorrow, but genuinely with the idea of going to do something with this tomorrow. Because life had handed me the worst of it. Genuinely, my worst fears came true. But I was going to make the most of it and I wanted to because I wanted to share the stories and I couldn't think of a better time when we needed a sense of community. And I genuinely believe that if we're going to ever pull through any adversity in life, you need a community. And I just wanted my writing to help foster connection in this pandemic and just spread the positivity. And that is how my GarageBand version of this project started. And through intense conviction, I sound so dramatic, but genuinely through a lot of hard work, a lot of learning along the way, a lot of trying to make a fool of myself, managed to get a few of the creatives on board. And it's with that spirit that I wanted to approach this podcast. Because this last year, it, it feels weird calling it a year because it feels like a lifetime. But this past year has been unexpected. It has genuinely been a year of reflection. It has tested me, quite honestly, bested me in some situations as well. But through it all, it never failed to remind me of the simple fact that 
we do not have control over how any of this works out. All we can do is plant the seeds. And I'm going to use a beans and beanstalk example here. All you can do is plant the beans and just fucking hope that they sprout into a magical bean sprout. Because when I started the writer project, growth, success, readers, supporters, presence, take your measure of big guests, any of it, none of it was guaranteed. There was no way to know if this bizarre idea could work. Just some planning ideas, a vision to go on, but more importantly, and I genuinely hold on to this, just hope in the idea, in the good that it could do. So channeling that same spirit that got me in the headspace back in the day, I took the plunge and started with the basics for the podcast. And the most important question that I had to answer for myself was, what the heck are you going to talk about? And then it hit. It, it, it just became clear. What if I took the ideas that I was going to do with the complementary piece for love and citizenship, as well as the story, and explored those in hour-long episodes on a podcast? And even better, why focus on my own story when I could have guests each week who, believe me, have far more interesting journeys than my own? And all of this mixed with this hope that someday, one day, somebody listening to these episodes might relate, might find a connection, or it might be the one thing they needed to hear that day. Just, it was enough to silence the bullshit. So there it was, the core of what this was going to be about. And once I had that sorted, all of it seemed easy. Now, I'm still anxious. I'm really, really really excited, don't get me wrong, but there's a good measure of fear and anxiety around how any of this could go. But it is all so easily trumped by the promise of what this can be and the good it can do. And that has me so bloody excited. This right here, me, the mumbling mess in this first episode is the worst it can be. And that's the start. Of course, there's no guarantees, but there's a hope, a hope that you connect with these episodes, that you get something out of it, that at the end of the day, if you decide to take an hour out to listen to us talking, that you get something out of it in the end, that you leave with a bit more positivity, a bit more hope. And I hope that the beans that I'm planting today turn into a beanstalk. So a big thank you for being here, for listening to this, me mumbling, and for joining us on this first step on a medium that I am so, so new, uncomfortable, but equally excited about. There's 10 episodes this season, each focused on a new guest and their lived experience. And we talk about all manner of things. We're talking about things, love, all things, whether that be romantic or otherwise. There's there's a couple of conversations where we question the nature of ourselves, our identities, the complexity in every experience that makes us who we are and the very reality of living in a global society. There are all these discussions about the many journeys that we've been on emotionally, physically, the growth in that process, but above it all, through the big and the small, just narrowing down on the very lived experience that each of us carry. So if you like what you hear, then definitely check out the two other episodes that are on. They are some of the most vulnerable conversations that I've ever had the privilege of having with these two incredible people. They're with David Kelly and James Ireland. 
And I'd be so thrilled, genuinely, I'd be so thrilled if you chose to subscribe, share this with your friends, your networks. We're so new with such a low budget that the word of mouth is literally the way we're advertising. But before you do, I'd recommend that you check out the other two episodes because they give a better idea at what this podcast is going to be about than me with this first episode. And I believe, and I genuinely believe they would give you a better idea because they have the spirit of what this podcast is, what it was always meant to be. And of course, there's so many more episodes. We have an episode coming out every week. So thanks again for listening. If you can hear snoring in the background, that's Maggie, my very old Labrador. And she's been around for every episode. So it'd be weird to not have her for this one. But thank you. Thank you for listening. And I hope you're well, wherever you are, whichever part of the world. I hope you and your loved ones are well in these uncertain times. And thank you. And I'll talk to you next week. Take it easy. Thank you.